It's time to learn who the man behind the curtain is. Join us as we take a look at Superman Action Comics The Oz Effect, straight ahead. Welcome to the Classy Comics Podcast, where we search for the best comics in the universe. From Boise, Idaho, here is your host, Adam Graham. Well, throughout DC Rebirth, I think in Superman and also in Action Comics, the question of who Mr. Oz is, this mysterious mover behind the scenes, has been front and center. And this volume of Action Comics answers that question it collects action comics number 985 to 992 it begins with a two-parter written by rob williams called only humans uh, essentially mechanist uh, is using mind control to take uh, people over and to make them do evil when Superman disables this mind control, he finds LexCore microchips are behind it, and he confronts Lex, angry and thinking that Lex has returned to evil. Lex insists that he doesn't do it, and he makes a very persuasive argument, because if he had done it, it would have worked. So Luther puts on his pseudo-Superman battle suit and goes out and joins uh, Superman to help him fight the uh, mechanist. Uh, and uh, essentially, the mechanist is able to take Luthor's suit and activate it and turn it against Superman. And Lex, uh, this is a good story for the Superman-Lex relationship, and Lex does end up finding a way out. And we're going to get into spoilers for this story in a second. The way that Luthor is able to do that is by overloading the power uh, when it goes, the suit goes after Superman. And uh, Superman is then able to defeat the uh, mechanist. However, at the end of the story, it's revealed that Mr. Oz is behind the uh, alterations in Lex's uh, microchips, setting the stage for the Oz effect. And essentially, in the Oz effect, the world is growing crazy. There's so much going on that is so bad that Superman can't uh, keep up with it. The story... Uh, uh, opens with Superman saving the day and uh, saving some medical supplies, but there is so much that's going on all at once. Uh, you have a guy with a red, white, and blue bandana about to kill uh, immigrants, while others plan to steal medicine to buy guns, and there's an oil spill out to happen because the uh, boat's pilot is drinking, figuring, hey, we're out this far working for Lex Luthor. We ought to, uh, uh, we ought to have some fun. A black rhino is about to be killed. There's child labor in a foreign country. Uh, prison break. An idiot is starting a fire, thinking it's justified because it's in the neighborhood of a one purse of a one percenters. And Superman does what he can. He prevents the guy with the bandana from killing the immigrants, but he arrives too late to prevent the oil spill. And uh, he uh, 
finds the black rhino killed and ends up uh, in the midst of a uh, civil war where the military are planning on uh, destroying a village full of innocent people and t- saying to leave absolutely nothing to make sure they got the gorillas. And Superman just pops out of nowhere uh, from their perspective and screams, Your own people! What's wrong with you? And he is just furious at what's going on. And this is all to Mr. Oz's plan. As he appears to with the purpose of convincing Superman that uh, it is time to leave humanity, that they are not worth saving. And here I really have to get into spoilers for the story. And this is a big point, but it's in the first issue of the plot arc. The identity of Mr. Oz is revealed to be, and this is the spoiler warning, it's revealed to be Jor-El, who, after Krypton was destroyed, was transported to Earth. This is by a force that is rewriting and messing with the DC universe. And he arrived in the midst of a struggle that convinced them that humanity was dirt, and this was totally a mistake to send... um humans there. And while Oz has uh, uh, created an army of terrorists that are trying to do all sorts of dangerous things, uh, including at one point holding Lois at gunpoint to object to media coverage, he insists that he is only giving them the means to do what uh, is in his in their hearts anyway. He, uh, but Oz actually has his uh, terrorists try to wipe out Metropolis before Superman uh, stops him. Uh, Jor-El uh, is able to get to John, seeming to save him from uh, some of the terrorists and getting him and Lois to safety, despite the fact that the terrorists were actually uh, people from Oz's group. And he convinces John that the only way is to leave Earth. I have to admit that John convinced kind of easy, um, though kids can be persuadable. I just haven't seen him uh, that uh, persuadable by this person he just met versus his dad, because Superman is determined not to leave. And in Jor-El's mind, this is going to uh, curse uh, Superman and his whole family to death. And so he does the last thing that he can do is that somehow Jor-El has gotten the ability to control green kryptonite. And so he hits Superman with the green kryptonite to weaken him, to get him to bend to his way. But Superman's able to uh, psych him out, and it's revealed he's been influenced by a malevolent force. And uh, then that same force takes Jor-El away. And after that, he meets with Lois and John. Uh, on top of the Daily Planet building. And uh, he explains about Jor-El, and Lois asks, what about the rest, about Earth being doomed from an outside threat as well as his own people? And then there's this great page where 
Superman's looking downward and you see all of these balloon bubbles, things like police officers ambushed in their squad cars while responding to a call, unrestrained graft and corruption, scam, didn't notice the man's body as they walked past, in violation of child labor laws, directionless teens, social workers found dead, and it's an entire page just filled with these bubbles. And it's like he's looking down, and you know that Superman always has these, you know, his super senses, but he can't focus on everything. But it's as if for this moment, he's absorbing all of the evil going on and processing it. And the question of what do you do in the face of all that? And Lois asks if uh, he's okay. And uh, he says, people are losing hope, Lois. And he starts to fly away. And John asks, where are you going, Dad? And he says, back to work. And so his answer at the end of this is, in the face of all this, what he's going to do is just be Superman. To do the work that he can do. And it's profound, and it's a really good conclusion to the story. Uh, then uh, we get the uh, aftermath story, which sets up the next arc, and it finds him trying to, first of all, verify was was Oz really Jor-El. And unfortunately his for him, the Fortress computer confirms that, yeah, he kind of was, which causes him to really uh, revolt and break the thing with, uh, just about the time that Batman shows up and talks about meeting a version of his father from another universe, something that happened in the button. This is all leading towards the series Doomsday Clock. Uh, and Superman is just working out what he is going to do and researching it. And not only does he meet Batman in the story, he meets Hal Jordan's Green Lanterns, and they find that the history of Krypton's destruction has been corrupted. And Superman's firm conclusion is that someone's been messing with time. And so he prepares to go back to correct it. It's a really good, fast-paced story. Ends on a great cliffhanger that really makes me uh, eager to read the next volume of this series. Overall, I enjoyed the book. I, I think the first two-parter was strong. I think it does kind of point back to uh, uh, Lex heading towards uh, villainy. And I think that's probably the direction of the character, despite the rehabilitation that Jurgens did uh, towards the end of the New 52 and in DC Rebirth. I think there have just been way too many hints of him tending back towards villainy. And you, you see that sort of attitude of arrogance and uh, overconfidence in his own um, abilities and egotism that could very well point him back that way. And I think there is does tend to be a gravity with these characters who have been villainous for a long time to uh, remain so. Uh, so I, I think that was happened, but I thought the story itself was fairly good. The Oz Effect story was good. It was uh, a character 
uh, exploration of Superman, and it was some interesting thoughts for the times in which we live and the challenge of trying to do good and make a difference in these times. So I and I, I think definitely a Superman story for our times. I do wonder if it was a bit overlong or overcomplicated in a few places, but I think other than that, it worked fine. The aftermath story was great. It uh, was nicely paced. It raised a lot of questions, and it got me curious for the next storyline with some nice uh, guest appearances and, again, just a fantastic cliffhanger. So I will give this book a rating of classy. All right, well, that's all for now. If you do have a comment, email to me, classycomicsguy at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at classycomicsguy. From uh, Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.